Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. We thank God who has made it possible for us to be here again. And we thank him even more for responses. Those who are his, he's drawing them. I can see what is going on even in the world now. As much as there's this massive deception and lies and manipulation that besiege the whole world because of what human beings can gain. They forget about the way of the Lord. So at this last hour, God is reaching out to his remnants. His remnants is making sure nobody will perish, that they should hear his truth and come back and turn to him. Because he kept telling the children of Israel, oh, you backsliding people, when would you learn and turn back to me and go back to the old way, the old way that leads to life and not destruction, the old way that is free, there is no charge. Come and drink. Come and drink from me. Come and, come, and, come and get water. Come and get food. Free. Only you must hear my word and do it. So that's what we're here for. And I thank God for his children again who are here. And I thank God so much also for people online. Their reaction and comment and things going on. So we're here that God may instruct us. Last week we started, this week actually, because sometimes I think they've asked, but I what is the, <laughs> the title? I don't know what's the title, but what I, what I know, this today, we're going to really deal by something that is deeper than. Remember last week I was saying that it is better for one to be Aaron than Moses. Yeah, better be Aaron than Moses. I just want everybody to know this right now. And somebody may be shocked and say, wow, why is he saying that? I thought that Moses, the one God chose, he saw the back of God, he did all that. But I can tell you, with God, better you be Aaron than you are Moses. Last week, we touched on some... Can anybody tell me what was the topic of last week? The what? The imperativeness, right? The urgency, the necessity for safe, for crucial, I said for crucial, safe or critical, sorry. Okay, critical. God bless you. It's not even crucial because critical is more. For critical daily self-examination. The Bible says, examine yourself. Some of us, I said, the thing we have is this. We say we have change. And God is saying, you still have a residue. I call it a remnant too, or a residue. There's still a residue. Or that, what, what do you call what? A reserve. You know, the army, sometimes they will have a reserve. And they keep them once in a week or two. They they do what? They, tra- they no no they don't color they don't color them and they, they exercise exercise, waiting to be called on when the moment is right. For us, when the moment is wrong, we call up those evil things that are with us, and that is the situation. That may be different things altogether in life. That is holding us and keeping us. And we thought that has been broken, that has been destroyed. As long as we are in bondage of anything of this world holding us, we are still not, we have not been transformed into the image of God. And that's why we just, even the Hebrew, in, in a, giving us admonition, the Hebrew, give me Hebrews, please, 12. Can you leave 11 to 13? 
Hebrews 12, 11 to 13. Yes. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Those who, have been, who are those who have been trained by it? Those who have submitted, they have had the chastening and the what? They listened and they submitted to it. God bless you. Go on. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down mm-hmm. and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. So, the scripture is talking about what? What is more important to the scripture is worried about? Dislocation of what? What? <laughs> what is what? Left. What is left may not be taken away by what? What you have right now, okay? We may go in, I may be going right now, everything seems to be right, I'm doing the right thing. But as long as that's residual problem, issue I have, issue I have in my life, which I mentioned last week, then we're in trouble because that issue that we have will trigger off and do what? And destroy any good. We have already done. That's why he said that if the righteous will commit sin and then dies in that sin, then all the good is done before will never be even be remembered at all. Therefore, the Bible telling us, come on, come on, think about those things that hold you. Think about those things which the Bible said what? They exalt themselves what? Above what? The knowledge of God. What actually Exhaust himself above the knowledge of God. Flesh. Good. good. Eightly things. Flesh. But some of us say we have changed. And I'm coming now to being Aaron. Damn. We're going to the. Some of us we still change. But our pursuit, the priority we have is still eightly. I'm, I'm just talking to all of us, and I may, be, I, may be, I, may, I may be one guilty. The priority is still eightly, what we have there. But do you, have you ever wondered why God said, read me 1 Corinthians 3, 18 to 21. And I want you to follow what it's been, and then let's see. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 to 21. Mm-hmm. Let no one deceive himself. Who is the one who deceives himself? No, I know you. I know it's you or me. <laughs> but who is the one who deceives himself? The what? The, yeah, speak up. Nobody's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said the one who doesn't really look at himself and see who he really is, but. And to make a change. Yes. You see why then the, let's, we hold this. We come back to it, right? We come back to it. Look, when, I, when something comes, please follow what the Lord is teaching. He said, let no one deceive himself. Remember many, many years ago I said here that to the point at any human being deceives himself is not what what? Living. There's no point in being alive because you're lying to yourself. You're lying to You have outgrown. An adult should never lie to himself. Listen to me. An adult should never lie to himself because that's why an adult. If you lie to yourself, you are still what? If, and if you are a child, what, you are what? Trouble. If you are a child, you are what? The Bible said a child is what? Read me Galatians 4. 1 to, one to 3. We just go back to here. Galatians 4, 1 to 3. Yes. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. You see? He does not differ at all from a slave. Okay? He doesn't differ at all from a slave because he's what? He's a fool. (laughs) Well, well, let's not get, because there's so many scriptures. The Bible says that foolishness is born in the heart of who? A child. That's exactly the same thing that was taken here. Foolishness is born there. So as long as somebody is still a child, he's a slave. 
And that is why anybody who still commits sin, Jesus Christ said, read me John 8, 34. You see, the scripture is the same thing going all around. They can just dribble whatever they want to dribble. But the day any word of God changes, it is impossible. The word has come to an end because God remains the same. Go anywhere, yes? John eight thirty four. Yes. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. He's a slave of sin. And if he's a slave of sin, he's what? He's a child of who? The devil. Okay, so how many of... No, okay, let's not get into that. No, no I'm, I'm not talking to myself. So let's, let's go back. That is why, to go my answer something, said when someone deceives himself, then he has become what? We said something here, even last week, or a week before, I'm not really sure. I said, it was last week. I said, one thing is this. If I repeat what the wrong I do, that is holding me, that thing that is holding me, then I'm, I'm what? You're a dog. I know you're a dog. You are right. I, mean, I'm done to, I know what I'm saying, which is right. Because, because what? We say that it, the person is a dog because a dog repeats its vomit. God bless you. But then we say that the one actually who thinks, he knows, he, in fact, he actually is doing something wrong, but he refuses, he deceives himself. Thinking always, I'm right. In fact, he can never be wrong. That person is a reprobate. Read me, please, Second, Second Corinthians 13.5. Second Corinthians 13.5. Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates? A reprobate is who? Well, the other, the other one said, <laughs> but, but I just have showed you up there. A reprobate said that the person is what? Disqualified. Can you believe that? That means the person is already condemned. There's no point talking to this fool, because if you tell him everything, he will not take correction. He thinks it's right. Therefore, I don't have to talk to him anymore. That's what we were saying before. So let's go back again. Right? To what? Where did we start from? We start from 1 Corinthians 3. From 18. That. No. 3, 18. 1 Corinthians 3, 18 to 21. Mm-hmm. Let no one deceive himself. Mm-hmm. If anyone among you seems to be wise in, wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the... you, no, 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 sorry. Can you absorb that? No, it's not question of that. Yeah. Can you absorb that? It's so deep. We could even stop there. He said, let no one see. If anyone among you seems to think, oh, it seems to be wise. Okay, let's look at this. Seems to be wise means what? He's not wise, but he seems he thinks he's wise. All right, that is that's deceiving himself. Okay, then he said, "At this age, what what is this age? What is this age?" He said, "In this age, what is he talking about?" Which I just Jesus has come. <laughs> no, no. What is he talking about? Look. Okay, 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 let's put it there. He said, if anyone seems to be, to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. Wise in what? In God. So, let him become wise, right? In God. One who is wise in God is a fool for what? One who is wise in God is a fool for the kingdom. He's a fool for the kingdom. The word may say he's a fool. That's not what I'm... We don't care about the word. He's a fool for the kingdom. So the present age we're talking about is what, what then? The, this word. This word. The eight lifting. If anyone thinks he, he seems to be wise in this earth, let him make, be hot, make yes and become a fool for the kingdom before it is late. Are we all together? Like, 
That's why she determined when I'm talking about it, better to be Aaron than Moses. Why do you think it, I'm saying it's better to be Aaron than Moses? There was one time I said here, and I hope everybody understands that. I said, we know, we know one thing. By nature, by nature of God, everything that is earthly, please follow what I'm saying so we can get this. In. Everything that is earthly and worldly is what? Everything that is earthly or worldly or fleshly is what? Everything that I know, I know those things. But everything, I say by his nature, I'm not talking about saying what they mean. By God's nature, the way he looks at things, everything that's fleshly, earthly, or worldly is what? It's against God. It's contrary. There's, there's one thing I want everybody to know. Those who are desirous of making this heaven. The way of the Lord is opposite of the way of this world. Oh, please, understand. The way, his way is totally opposite. Anything happens. That's why I told you here, it says, with God, the means justify the end. But with the world and human beings, the end justifies what? The means. Because it does not make a difference what I do as long as I'm there. The end justifies the means. And God is saying what he told us with what? The five foolish virgins. You are a fool. You think making it there and knocking at the door is going to get you inside here? The means. How did you get here? I'm going to check all this record here. There's a relay. Or a, what do you call the marathon? We start. And somebody will go and sneak from somewhere and hide and cheat. And all of a sudden, that is out there. And we're looking at him. He's cheating. You know who's looking at him? Because you and I may not see him. But there's one. What? That's God looking at him. And God said, my friend, where did you come from? He said, I'm at the end. Really? But then we, we, don't, we seem to forget one thing. That even those he invited, remember when he sent his servants? Because, because of it. He said, go. Because those I invited were not what? They were not worthy to come here. But go out the street. Gather people. Gather anybody you can see. And they gathered and they came back and said, Master, yet you are whole. Your fish hall is not full. He said, then go and get whatever you can get. And they got everybody. Then eventually the master came in and saw somebody who was not wearing a wedding gown. He said, my friend, where, exactly what I'm saying. My friend, where did you come from? He said, bind him and throw him in hell. Because he didn't come according to the plan. That's what happened with the, the, the five foolish virgins. They ran they got there, but they didn't run according to the rule. So the end does not justify the means as far as God is concerned. But the word, the end, justify the means. So what am I saying in this situation? What is... Read me please. James 4. Read, four to, read 1 to 6. Or 1 to 10, really. Sorry. James 4, 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? No, do you know, let me, everybody please catch it there. Do you know, do you know that hardly do you have any church or any ministry or denomination that they are not fighting who is going to be what position? Do you know that? It tells you what? They are the world. They're the word. Because the things of God... Look, before we go, go further, I don't want anybody to misunderstand one thing. If you are work, you have a job, and the promotion is due you, get that promotion. I'm not saying you shouldn't get it. But don't go and say, I will get this promotion like the people of the world are getting at all costs. Then God will be offended. But when it comes to things of God, things of God, the work of God, the church of God, the ministry of God, it's God who, what? Appoints. We need to understand that. And if he appoints you, I'm sorry for you. Because it's better you are a servant than you are a leader. 
or the master. I want everybody to know this. You will see. It's better as far as God is concerned. Because a servant with a servant heart. That's why he said. If you look at Matthew 15. Three, he said, as until you are converted as a child, become humble and nobody to walk on. You will never enter into the kingdom of God, no matter however you do it. You don't come there crying to me, Lord, 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 Lord. Yeah. Read, let's read Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Yes. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, mm-hmm. cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Depart from me, who, who practice lawlessness. If you are in anywhere, in any church or denomination, and there's competition going on, and squabbling, who's going to be what? That place is nothing but of the world. You are wasting your time because that's not what matters unto God. God searches the intent and purpose, the heart of each and every one. Who am I going to send? And the fact that you are the one that you may say as a pastor or bishop or pope or whatever you want to call yourself or this does not mean anything as far as God is concerned. It means one thing that a harsher judgment awaits you. I want everybody to whom much is given, much will be expected. So, in reality, the opposite of God, I would rather be Aaron than Moses and a servant. And I will show you how, how it works right now. So, the ways of God is different, it's opposite of the world. And some of us have still not gotten rid of. The worldly things that we have, the fight with quarrel, what we're going to get. What, when somebody's competing for something, he's trying to do what? He's trying to get what? Get advantage for himself. You don't compete when it's the work of God. You sit back and kneel down and cry unto God, this is my sister and this is my brother. Blessed be your holy name. Use him. Lord, if you would use me to even bring one person to you, glory be to your name. But this one you are using for one million. Oh my God, Father, let your spirit pour. Let it go. Because what matters to me, if as I'm serving God, the business has not, is not for me to gain anything of the world, is that his word, his will, is accomplished, his ultimate will, that people should not perish. Once that is done, there's joy in heaven. So the words of the Lord are contrary to the ways of this earth. That's why he said, my ways are different from what? Your own ways. Read me Isaiah 55, please. 8 and 9. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Yes. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, mm-hmm. nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let's stop right there. As it's higher... The ways of the Lord. The ways of eternal discipline and righteousness. But then this is the situation. At the same time, this God expects us to know what? Whom does he expect? That's why we are coming now. Because I'm talking to people who should understand what I'm, this level of. I'd rather be a servant than the leader. Because in the world, it's opposite. There is no one here, a human flesh, that does not want to be in charge. Do you know that? Even the rookies, they would rather tell people, they, they want to be the one to tell people what to do. But until the Spirit of God takes over from you, you better then keep your mouth shut and listen to him more than you trying to find out and being maybe the one who is the head of all things. So he says that his thoughts are different and higher than our own thought. The ways of, of the Lord. Now let's put it this way. If actually God God's ways opposite that of the world. Any loss, any affection, any desire of the things of this world is contrary to him. 
then obviously those who are born of him, the word is what? The word is dead, what? To them. But is the word dead to us? Even when we gather as children of God? Or we see sometimes envying people. I'm talking to people online everywhere. There are people who do all sorts of things in churches. Forgetting that the business is the Lord. And not that of anyone. So you, you wonder. And said, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. That's why. Until we understand what it means to be born again. Until we understand what it means to be born again, you cannot overcome the world. Forget about this thing. Overcoming the world. What is overcoming the world? Anybody tell me. I have overcome the world. I'm dead to the world. The loss of this world. Look. If I seek as the hidden seeks, I am a hidden. That's why I cry. Tell her, don't, don't worry like them. Let's read Matthew 6, please. Let's read that, that one to 33. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. Mm-hmm. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Now, let's change. The, remember the, what we're talking about here. What shall we eat? What shall we do? So, what am I talking about? Change it. Huh? I know. Well, I'm, I'm, let's use power, right? Oh, I'm, 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 supposed, I'm, I'm the one to do this thing. And who are you to say to, to God? The one you're going to see, I'm the overseer. What are you overseeing? It's God if he wants to make you overseer. You don't even need to tell anybody that you are anything. It's God who talks to people. This is what this, my child, is all about. So, when that worry concerning, that's what actually James said is so early, so sensual. Read me, please, James 3. Read from 13 to 17. James 3, 13 to 17. Mm-hmm. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Mm -hmm. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but Mm. is earthly, Mm -hmm. sensual, demonic. Demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. If you want to find those things talking about envy, self-seeking, and everything, confusion. You go and find where, where people are fighting for positions. I don't, I don't I, look, please. That's, that's because they see flesh. They don't, they don't understand that what matters unto God, we, 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 we get to that. Say, that's every evil thing there. Read 17. Let's finish that. But the wisdom that is from above mm-hmm. is first pure, yes. then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and mm. good fruits, without partiality and without, and without hypocrisy. hypocrisy. That's the wisdom from above, without hypocrisy coming in. So leadership, that's, let's, let's, let's put it this way. Doesn't it wonder that Jesus Christ was telling? You remember his... Jesus Christ, first of all, told us one thing. He said, you better, you better be, you be, you be a servant than what? A master. As for me, I came here, Christ said, to be a servant, not the master. And his disciples were quarreling and grappling over who's going to be the greatest of all of them. But do you remember in leadership, who was punished? We'll come to it. Who was punished? This one will throw you off. Disciples, they were quarreling. But who was punished of all the disciples? Peter, how? It was the one who denied Christ. I'm talking about when they came and said, who's the greatest among us? When the apostles became very fleshy. Let's stop it right there. Give me Matthew 10, please. 
20, from 20. Matthew 10, from verse 20. Mm-hmm. For it is not you who speak, but the f- spirit of your father who speaks in you. It's not you who speak, but the spirit of father who speaks in you. Let's just go ahead and read. No, yeah, let me, let me look. Let's go look then. 22. Luke 22. Okay, Luke 22. 24, please. From 24. Yes. Now there was, now there was also a dispute among them as mm-hmm. to which of them should be considered the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. Mm-hmm. But not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as the one who serves. Now, when we say that, okay, if you are wise in this world, you become a fool for the kingdom. A fool for the kingdom is one who has what? Under what? Oh, my goodness. And I noticed that Winnie was talking about this understanding last time. A fool, the kingdom has... What distinguishes you from one who does not know God? Nobody can tell me what distinguishes you. Here, here we are. What actually distinguishes you from one who does not know the, the distinction is what? The distinction is what? What this person here is pursuing, chasing in life, is not what I'm doing. Please listen to me. What he's doing, the things is what not what I'm doing. Otherwise, I cannot say I'm of God because I say that whatever is of God, whatever is of the world, is contrary to, to God. So the children of God, that's why the children of God must be distinguished. That actually the things of this world have been just totally killed. In other words, if God is the one in you, then you should walk in the spirit. Of the living, let me Galatians, please. Five, twenty-four to twenty-five. Galatians five, twenty-four to twenty-five. Yes. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with mm-hmm. its passions and desires. Yes. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit and we're fighting over it, lifts. Okay? This position or this position or who's going to do this or whatever is going to do this. Okay? And that becomes a friction. Then we are of the world. Then I go back again. Before we continue, let's get this thing understood. So that's why I said the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is actually the what? Understanding. Wisdom has no meaning. A fool is a fool because it does not have wisdom. Right? But if you have wisdom, you are still a fool unless you have understanding. Can anybody tell me why? What's the difference? I said, a fool for the kingdom, wisdom of this heavenly wisdom, is wisdom that's anchored on understanding. Anybody tell me why? That's where Tawini was asking that question. You're actually doing what you're supposed to do. That is why the Bible said that you can have all your wisdom except understanding is found in your heart. You're zero. Understanding is the actual doing of what you are required to do, not with your mouth. Give me Proverbs 14.33, please. Proverbs 14.33. Yes. 
Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding. Mm-hmm. But what is in the heart of a fool is made known. What is in the heart of the fool is made known. But wisdom rests there. So understanding is what actually you will show to God. That, that differentiates you from the taste of this world. Read me please. Proverbs 3.19. Proverbs 3.19. Yes. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. Mm-hmm. By understanding, he established the by heavens. By understanding, he established the earth. By so doing. Read me please also Proverbs 9.10, please. Proverbs 9.10. Yes. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. My beloved sister, remember we are talking about knowledge and understanding. And I said spiritually. I'm not talking about earthly and worldly understanding and knowledge. Spiritually, understanding and knowledge are the same. I have understanding of God means what? You have to bless you. You are right. You are right. You are right. Because the Bible tells us, it said, it says the same thing. The knowledge of God is understanding. So I understand God means what? I understand God means whatever God tells me to do, I do it. I know God is what? Is that a difference? See, that's why he told us. This is knowledge. Read me, please. <laughs> Read John 8, 55. John eight fifty five. Yes. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. That's the way I know him. I keep his word. If I don't keep his word, I'm a liar. I don't know him. Give me First John 2, 3 to 5. First John 2, 3 to 5. Yes. Now, by this we know that we know him. Mm-hmm. If we keep his commandments. Only if we keep his commandments, yes. He who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. So the difference that one is born of God, because this is the situation I'm talking about right now. For us to know the ways of the Lord, for us to operate contrary to the word, we must be one with who? We must be one with God. That's why the Bible said, this is, read me First John 4, 17. 1 John 4, 17. Mm-hmm. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. So as, we, as he is in this world, how is he in this world? As he is. <laughs> okay, you guys, okay. okay. As God, see what we're talking along. As he is in this world. How is God on this world? That will determine how you are going to be on this world. If it's not, you are contrary to one another. Because two cannot work together except they are what? In agreement. How is God on this earth? He used what? I know, but how, how is he? What I'm trying to do, let me tell you this. As far as God is concerned, this is how God is on this earth. He made this very earth and this world and fleshly things totally what? Beneath him. Until that happens to you, you will still be tempted. You can never make it. I'm trying to tell you right now. Until one who is born of God is the one who has brought the fleshly things, the desires of this, this earth that can keep you to sin has brought it under subjection beneath him. Are we together here? That's the one who actually is born of God. That's why he said that one who is born of God cannot sin. Because there's a distinction. Worldly things and earthly things is what makes us what? Sin. 
So when I talk about sin, what am I talking about? It's not worldly things and earthly things. But if you look at Colossians 1.13, it said that what, this is what is called salvation. That he has delivered us from the domain of what? Darkness. And then, that's not enough, but he has now translated us into, into the kingdom so of So as long as you have not made darkness, you have not brought darkness under your own domain, you are in darkness. It's as simple as that. So that's what the whole thing we're fighting about now. Before we get to that. And that is why it is it's amazing when God, that's the way the scripture works. When God told, told us, all these things we're talking about, who is maybe a leader or who is doing this, who is this, this one, until God takes it away from all of us. I thank God here we don't quarrel with anybody because, hey, nobody here can tell me that God, somebody has called him and sat him down and said, you know, please do this for us. You know, you look so handsome and so beautiful, or you are so wonderful, you have money, that's why we need you to be, no, God forbid that, because we, then I'm making myself God, while I am actually there, trembling and fearing, God, please have mercy upon, upon my life. Until you bring that under subjection, then you will always be tempted. That's why he told, let me first John, please. Are you there? First John 2, 15 to 17. First John 2, 15 to 17. Yes. Do not love the world or the things in the world. Mm-hmm. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, mm-hmm. and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Now, let's stop right there. Is this not talking? This is talking about the testimony our sister gave. The world is actually passing away. And make us remember the world is passing away. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you are young or old, the world is passing away. And it can pass anytime, any moment. But the one who abides in God reigns forever. The world is passing away. And the loss of it, they are all passing away. So what are we supposed to do? Why am I taking... If you look at that, there's something we need to all learn from what is presented here. See, when God said, the word of God abides forever. So what is he telling us? The word is passing away. And the loss of it is also passing away. And you are passing away. Who is this word? Who is this word that's passing away? Is it not? We are passing away, whether we like it or not. But then he tells us what? Make heed. There's something that's more important. What? I know the will of God. God bless you. Submission. Whoever abides in the will of God. Do you see why the Bible is saying that no matter whatever position that God has given to you, you better stick on to that. But then, whether you stick on to that or not, there's only one thing that matters. It's amazing how the scripture comes. Read me First Corinthians 7. Read 19 and 20. Imagine those two. The one in there. Yes? First Corinthians 7 verses 19 to 20. Yes. Circumcision is nothing. And on... In other words... God, God, sorry, sorry, my dear. In other words, leadership is nothing as far as God is concerned. In fact, being a leader, if God had made you a leader... Sorry for you. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Because you will find out eventually with the time we have. That's why we're, around, we're coming in. The area of being Aaron or this is very simple. If you understand this. The Bible is telling you, you can be whatever you want to be. I don't care. But there's only one thing that matters, which he told us there. Is to do Yes. Go on, yes. Circumcision is nothing, yes? Yes, circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandments of God is what what matters. matters. But then after that, it went down to to 20, say what? Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Remain in the same calling you are called, trembling and fearing God, but remembering one thing, what? Remembering what? 
That whatever you do does not make a difference. What matters is what? Keep the commandment of God. There is nothing anyone does for God. What are you talking about? How can anybody even go and claim before God and say, all the things I did? Look at you. I mean, it's almost like a child coming to the mother. All the things I've been doing for you. What do you mean? Even the time you couldn't even. Huh? I've been taking care of your things. You are telling me all the things you did for me. Do you understand, do you understand what I'm saying? Like the same thing with God. When we do those things, we're insulting, we're reproaching him. Go and tell any parent. Ah, all the things I did for you. That parent will be so angry, I'm telling you. Because it will send him back to the day you were even in the womb. It will send him back to the day you were in the womb. I carried you nine months. I brought you up. I did all these things. And you're telling me what you have done for me. That's one thing most of us don't seem to understand. That's one thing most of these people who say they're leaders or pastors, they don't seem to understand. I'm not doing anything for God. It is by his mercy that whatever he has given to me and make us remember, make haste and do the best you can out of it. Because you're not going to come and do and tell God what you have done for me. He didn't do anything for me. You, you are so blessed and privileged. But the consequences, I'm watching you every day. I'm giving you this to do. So don't be naughty. Otherwise, I will cut you off too. At the same time. Are you following? Everybody get get me here. What I'm talking about. So that's why, see, when we talk about, say, the leadership of, say, Aaron and Moses. Do you know that, do you know that the life of every single person God brings before you, the life of that person depends on you. If you say I'm a leader in a church or anywhere, if that person is what? Distracted or is offended or is caused to stumble, you are finished. No matter whatever you try in this world to do, as long as you're the one who have caused it, you can never enter into the kingdom of God. Because what has happened is that even if I told you go ahead and bring the whole Houston and everybody comes here and says this man has brought us, we're all here and we're all thinking about going to heaven. If you cause any single one to stumble, then Whatever you want to do, do in your life. You will never get into the kingdom of God. Are you following me? Because it's almost like a tree producing fruit and eating that fruit back. It won't happen. Because if God is going to judge, he's going to look at you, not only what you are doing on yourself, but what are you doing to show responsibility and all that. You know, you got to a point where like a, <laughs> a point where the load was so much on Moses. Moses, Moses, Moses started almost like crying. I said, my goodness, God, why don't you kill me? After all, these people, did I burn all of them? Why did you put all this load on my head? But talking about, even that, let's not get into that because that's a cry. One thing I want you to do, to listen to this, that's a prayer. P-E-R-R-I-L. Prayer on anyone who's a leader. There's so much you're going to have to go through. But don't begin to think, ah, the things I'm doing, you're not doing anything. Make sure that every second, your attention is towards doing that which is the will of God. Come shine, come rain, no matter whatever is going on, because if you misstep, you are in trouble. Many will fall, but you will give account. You will give account. Are you following me? You see, Aaron, <laughs> can you read Exodus, please? Exodus 32, 1 to 2. Exodus 32, 1 to 2. Mm-hmm. Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that they should go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. Bring them to me. Look, do you see Aaron? Aaron, look. Let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. And to get a point where, with God, if you are doing the work of God, don't let anything that will ever cause anybody to move 
or shake, okay? Moses went up there. Upon all the abuse that he'd been getting, they said, this man, Moses, we don't even know what happened to him. Form a God for us. And Aaron said, okay, why not? You see, as far as I'm concerned, Aaron probably might have enjoyed that moment. I don't know if you, maybe you know that, okay? I don't know. Read me 21, verse 21 to 24. Exodus 32, 21 to 24. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And Moses said to Aaron, what did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? So Aaron said, do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. For they said to me, make us gods that should go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me, and I cast it into the fire. And this calf came out. And boom! You know, and boom! This thing came out. Look, look, look at Aaron. You see, remember, remember, everybody needs to remember the question. Our beloved sister asked a question and said, how do you know that somebody is innocent or ignorant? I said, that's beyond a human being to know. You see, God reads the heart. Aaron said, you know, these people, they ask me, whatever happened to this Moses? We don't even know. But Aaron turned around and said, instead of saying, I did something wrong, he said, these stubborn people, they brought, they made me. To, uh, then I asked them to bring it, and suddenly a calf came out. Boom. That's his own. Read the Bible. God never wants punish Aaron because of this. God didn't punish Aaron because of this. You know why? There's something he told Moses that we all need to understand. And that is a very funny part of it. He told Moses, said, Moses, I want you to know that you now has become God. I have made you God as, no, no. I have made you as God unto everybody else. Even Moses wanted to, including Pharaoh. You, Moses. I don't know how Moses felt. But I can tell you at that point, if he, if he understood, he would have been so sorry for himself. Because the, the harsher punishment that will come will be anything. If I forgive everybody else, I will not forgive this person I have made as God. You see? Because of all the people, you, of all the people, you did this? Are you following what I'm talking about here? So, but Moses went, and, and all he did was what? We know all the things like Moses. Moses, all Moses did was just say, look, these people... Give us water. Give us And God is a little angry. Okay. God said, come on now, Moses. Wake up. No, let's, let's read the uh, numbers. 20, 8 to, 8 to 12. Numbers 28 to 12. Yes. Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron. Mm-hmm. Gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus, you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. Mm -hmm. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Because you, you were addressing them, but then you see, look at what I was trying to tell you. That's all that Moses did. Now compare that, the one who suddenly brought all the gold from people and uh, a calf came out. Boom. They start worshipping him. Okay? And God didn't say a word 
at that, that, at that point. But then I appointed you also that he told Moses, Moses, listen to him. When God has spoken to you, pay attention and listen to no man. No matter whatever anybody does. That's why he said, read me please. Exodus 4, 16. Exodus 4, 16. Mm -hmm. So he shall be your spokesman to the people. So Aaron shall be your spokesman to the people because Moses, you say you don't have uh, yeah, you stammer, yes? Yes. And he himself shall be as a mouth for you. Mm-hmm. And you shall be to him as God. You shall be to him as God. The same thing he told, told him about Pharaoh. The same situation I'm telling you, if you read the scripture, you see the difference. Whenever God is showering and using you to do something, you better tremble, you better fear, you better every day cry. For that God even to bring you as low as possible. And if it is possible to take you away. To take you. To take you. Why do you think Paul was shouting and said. It will, be, it will be a blessing for me to go right now. Because as long as you are here. As long as you are here. Every eye and surveillance is on you. Man is surveillance. And God, every danger, wherever you go, will be pointing onto you. Every, I'm telling you right now, some of you don't even know what we are going through in missions that will shock you. Almost near death, people will do things that will shock you and things that will happen. But yet God, this God, intervened because he said, go. We didn't listen to anybody else. But Moses did this. And then look at the outcome. Read me Deuteronomy 3. 23 to 28. Deuteronomy 3. 23 to 28. Yes. Then I pleaded with the Lord at that time saying, O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds? I pray. Let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains and Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen to The me. Lord was angry with me on what? On the, on the people's account. The Lord was angry with me on the people's account. Yes? And would not listen to me. Mm-hmm. So the Lord said to me, Enough of that. Speak no more to me of this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift up your eyes toward the west, the north, the south, and the east. Behold it with your eyes, for you shall not cross you over this Jordan. Cross, let's leave it there. You shall not cross over this Jordan. Once I told you, that was it. It's still there, maintain. If you go from there, and because of time, maybe next week we will continue. You will see. That many, many areas from Ezekiel up to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, up to Paul, every one of them, God showed and spoke and said, I will bring the blood of anyone you mislead. Anyone at all you mislead in in this people. Right now, I am putting, you see, there's something which we don't seem to understand. The Bible said in Isaiah 53, right? If you read from 5 to 6, you can read it yourself, or you want to read it, that's fine. No, when, when he told us that, let's, we read that and just close. Isaiah 53, 5 to 6. Oh, yeah. But he was wounded for our transgressions. For because of us, he was wounded. And do you know one thing? Anyone that Christ has appointed to go and do the work, I'm not talking about myself. And all of you, anyone that Christ has appointed to go and do the work, the transgressions of the people that he brought before are now on you. If you don't direct them right, you don't tell them the truth that will save them, and you mislead them, and so on, then obviously, you have offended God beyond measure. Let me tell you one thing. I want everybody to understand one thing. You know we say that the sin against the Holy Spirit is what? Unforgivable, right? 
But I have, haven't thought and prayed. I've seen that there's one sin that's above every other sin. Can anybody tell me what it is? Anything that anyone does that causes a human being to perish, a soul to perish, there should never be forgiveness. There is no sin higher than that. I want everybody to know that. Just like you people being parents, somebody's causing you a child and killing him or her. It's difficult. That's how God is. The ultimate will of God that we should all make it and be one with him and share eternal life with him. If then I put myself in a position where I cause somebody to stumble and perish, that soul has been lost perpetually in heaven and God will never forgive. That's why Christ said it would have been better the person that the millstone tied on the person's neck and dropped on the ocean and he perishes. So when we come back, you will see when he said, go ahead, he was bruised for our iniquity. This one person, yes? Yes, he was bruised for our iniquities. Mm-hmm. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We live there because of, of time. But you will also find that when we come back and see that even, even, even Ezekiel, read Ezekiel and see what happened with Ezekiel. And I'm not talking about Ezekiel, but many, 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 many the same thing. God did it with Moses, still did it up to Christ. Beyond that, even Paul and the rest of them. In fact, at one point, he told Ezekiel, he said, Ezekiel, lie down and lie on your left side. Lie on your left side. He said, every sin that's committed in Israel now is piled on you. Turned the other way. He turned, he said, every sin is piled on you. I've made you a watchman. I want you to know that. Go and tell them to return back to me and forsake their evil ways. If you do, you have saved yourself. But if you don't, any one of them who perish because you don't tell him, you will also not make it into the kingdom of God. Are we all together? So, and we'll get there even all the way to the New Testament and whatever New Testament said. Even Paul was telling Timothy, make sure, let's read that and, and just go. But we'll come back and we'll tie the rest. Read me First Timothy 4, please. 12 to 16. First, First Timothy four twelve to 16. Yes. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word. In, in word. In yes. conduct. Yes. In love. Uh-huh. In spirit. In faith. And in, in purity. purity. Yes. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give Give yourself yourself entirely entirely to them. them, Yes. That your progress may be evident to all. That your progress may be evident to all, yes. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. In doing this, continue in this doctrine. Don't look left and don't look right. Even Jesus Christ. We're gonna, we're, let's, let's stop there. Even Christ himself. A sealed son of the living God. Yet, he did what? Yet, he sanctified himself. For what? For us. But how did he sanctify himself for us? Oh, I know. But before you obey the Father, you must what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what's most designed. God bless you. No, what, what I'm saying is this. Remember the Bible said, okay, let's, let's read the, let's read that move on. Remember, read John, please, 17. Read 17 to 19 and see if you answer this question I'm asking right now. John 17, 17 to 19. Mm-hmm. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. So how did he sanctify the people? 
how did he sanctify himself? By, by God bless you. By living the truth, being the truth, and teaching exactly the truth. That's why I keep telling pastors, you cannot teach the gospel when you're not the gospel. You cannot teach what you don't have. The truth must come from you. Otherwise, you condemn yourself. We'll find out eventually, even from next week, that once you're a leader, until you escape all the five indictments, you're wasting your time. One of them will kill any leader. I'm not talking about the three colors of death. Money, women, and fame. I want to be fame. If you look at Christ, he's telling you, he said, those things that are highly esteemed by this world, they are abomination because they are earthly. Heavenly Father, we give you glory. I thank you, mighty God, who is in heaven for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for what you are revealing to us is deep. But I pray that you give each and every one of us that heart of understanding. Of getting your word. You said mighty God who is in heaven. As many as are yours. You have given them the power. To understand. To know. The mysteries of the kingdom of God. Lord none of us. Know anything at all. I don't know anything. I thank you Lord mighty God. For being mindful of what. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your loving kindness and thank you for your long suffering. Lord, please, let your spirit abide in your children. Lead them that they may walk with you and be perfect in all things, blameless. That, Lord, mighty Father, they may find favor only you. Take all the glory. Blessed be your holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.